Welcome for this special edition of the Broker Collective podcast. But unfortunately, we are missing a member of the team as Lewis is here with us, but Jamie is in bed with cold or man flu or something similar. But we're joining on and jumping on to talk about 99% mortgages, Lewis. Indeed, it's quite a uh, quite a bold move by uh, well potential bold move by the chancellor. Um, I'll be honest. Be honest. Not, always be honest. Always be honest. Always I'm, be not honest. Dead, I'm not dead against it. I know there's going to be. You're issues. not. I'm not dead against it. No, I, I I don't mind it. With caveats. With caveats. Okay. So yes, I'm more in favour of building affordable homes. Definitely, yeah. I think that would be the actual solution. Mm-hmm. Um, however, we can't magic up homes anytime soon. It's not something, you know, and certainly there doesn't seem to be the political will to, for example, build in the social sector. So I'm not dead against it, as I say, but with caveats. So if, for example, it was capped at, say, four times income multiple, only use base income. Oh, come on, Lewis. Four times income multiple. What's that going to get the average first-time buyer? That sort of might work up in the north, but it's not going to get them anything in London and the southeast, is it? Okay, well, four and a half then. As I, well, okay, standard income multiples, but but as long as it was, for example, no more no more than twenty-five years, five-year fixed rates, that kind of stuff. So yeah, I'm not dead against it. It's not a silver bullet. It's not going to change. It's not really going to move the needle that much. But for the people that aren't able. To save the deposit because of the rents that they're paying, it could could help those people onto the property ladder, especially as we're seeing you know a number of landlords selling up. Um, and actually, it could push on house builders to start building because if more people are selling, if 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 it, in, if it interject if it in, injects more um, <clears throat> momentum into the market, that could see the house builders return to to building again. So. For those of you who are just joining us, The Independent is reporting Adam Forrest, the political correspondent, who I think I've spoken to a few times, uh, is reporting that uh, Sunak is considering a radical plan for 99% mortgages to help first-time buyers. Uh, You wouldn't think there's an election around the corner, would you? Uh, But yeah, it's basically the article saying that they're considering this as a measure to help more people onto the property ladder. Now, I personally am against this for a number of different reasons, but Lewis is for it. Lewis, let me tell you the reason why I'm not a big fan of this. Firstly, with a 99% mortgage, all it takes is for the market to drop slightly and straight away you're in negative equity, okay? So that's the obvious reason that I'm against it. Even if the government gives guarantees to the lenders to get this over the line, All this is going to do is mean that people are going to owe money for longer to the lenders potentially because something's going to have to happen with the affordability calculation to make the numbers stack up okay Mm -hmm. there are other ways to solve this problem okay and this has been it's not a new problem this has been going on forever firstly you could actually start by building starter homes for first-time buyers and i'm not talking about flats and blocks of flats with leasehold issues and service charges and this that and the other one or two bedroom starter homes 
for people to start their journey and these are exclusively available to first-time buyers. You could add the caveat conversely that when they come to sell it that they can only sell it on to first-time buyers similarly to some of the conditions of shared ownership but at least that would keep stock of properties for people who want to get onto that onto the ladder what do you think about that Riz I would I would wholeheartedly support more building without without a doubt that is ultimately the fix to build more houses and more affordable houses in places that people want to live without a doubt yeah that is the the will would be the biggest driver of leveling out house prices and giving people a leg up to mm -hmm. own their own home I completely agree but what's the reality of that happening it's not going to happen anytime soon but this problem has not just crept up on us this problem has been around forever even with help to buy a number of people have taken advantage of it with the uh, deposit schemes for example mm -hmm. but even those who did they ultimately benefit the developers okay i do understand that house building and development and construction is a very critical part to the uk economy and we need to support them but ultimately in a lot of those areas all it did was push prices up and up and up and although you've got a lender who's giving you the ability to get that is that necessarily the right thing to do do we need a return of maybe help to buy in some format to try and solve this problem I'm not a fan of help to buy returning. I'm not a, a fan of um, money being given out by the government for that purpose, because all it does is ultimately increase the share price of house builders. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm not a fan of that, no. Um, however, I we do know that saving the deposit is often the biggest barrier for many people, especially when they don't have help from the bank of mum and dad uh, or significant inheritances that have been left by the grandparents. Um, so we do know that one of the biggest barriers to entry for many people is the deposit level. So whilst this isn't perfect by any stretch of the imagination, um, and I'm not sure that 1% would be right, I think maybe, I think perhaps 2.5% could be a little bit more sensible. Um, and yes, they would undoubtedly push house prices probably a touch higher. That said, I suspect, as we were talking about on the last podcast, that house prices are going to continue to rise anyway. So if they're going to continue to rise, we might as well let first-time buyers have a chance of buying them. But Lewis, do you not also think the answer, I've got a key way to solve the UK housing crisis, okay? Mm -hmm. We need a bipartisan, we need all of the parties to commit to a... 10 to 20 year plan to build properties in the UK, regardless of who's in charge at the time. At the moment, we have got the very real problem of uh, political parties and the future of this country being built on a four year cycle, i.e. an elections every four years, that's all we're going to commit to. By the time they come in and get their feet under the desk, they can't commit to anything and get nothing done, especially when you talk about the lead time of building a, a property from here onwards. In other countries, and I'm not saying these are model examples, but let's take the UAE, for example, they have got a long-term vision of where they want to put their country. They've got a long-term uh, goal of what they want to set. And even though the ways the country 
countries are run are completely different. That's what we are desperately missing in this country. We are missing a long-term strategy that regardless of party, they need to commit to something to get this problem solved and sorted out. Otherwise, Lewis, how many housing ministers have we had so far? Let me just have a look. I think the current one is the what? Okay, here we go. About uh, 20, right? No, Lee Rowley is the uh, 16th housing minister since uh, 2010. 16 housing ministers since 2010. Let me just say that again, Lewis, if you didn't hear that. 16, 16, one, six. Oh, yeah. Oh. Housing ministers. Have I seen? I think, it's, I, think, I think it's 20 in the last 20 years. Probably, but that's ridiculous, years. isn't it? How are <laughs> we going to solve this problem? Well, but, but this is the problem, isn't it? In terms of, you know, uh, everything is done for short-term uh, political gain. Which yep. we know, let's be honest, this is a bribe to young people. Let's of not course it is, 100%. Um, but I still think there's some merit to it not one percent but a reduction in deposit requirements for the people that are solely and exclusively first-time buyers to allow them to take that step when they and if that if that prizes people that are in the grip of the private rental sector um out of there and onto the property ladder then I would support that. It's not my preferred route. My preferred route would be for the government to commit to building a ton of social housing so that people could have secure tenure and affordable rents that would take the sting out of the PRS that would then um, hopefully <clears throat> force house builders to start building because if they didn't, of course, their land is going to start devaluing. Um, so that would be my preferred route. That's not on the cards. Um, I wish it was. So what alternatives do we have? Realistic alternatives. But Lewis, do you think this is one of the things that they're going to float out there? And between now and uh, I think it was George Osborne on the Political Currency podcast said that I think mid-November is when they're expecting the election. Rishi mm. himself has said it's going to be in the second half of the year. Do you think between now and then they're going to float these ideas to see what's going to grab people's attention, what's going to be something people can get behind to potentially include in their manifesto and basically tell young voters what they want to hear to start picking up their votes? Yeah, of course. I mean, they're bound to do that because their back's against the wall, isn't it? I mean... By the looks of things, if the polls are to be believed, then the current Conservative government looks as though it's about to be demolished. Uh, no, 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 not, not not demolished, mate. Annihilated, massacred. I think are more apt <clears throat> words to use to and describe so, their position. So, of course, if they're backed into a corner, they're going to do anything to try and cling <laughs> on to power. Of course they are. And that, not necessarily a good... Well, it's, it's often going to be a bad thing because they'll come out with policies that are potentially harmful, Um but in a, in, a, in a bid to cling on to power. So that's that's bad. Um, I, I think that's very bad, Lewis. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> nevertheless, nevertheless, we do know that, as I say, the biggest barrier to entry for many people who don't have the support of, of the Bank of Mum and Dad, the biggest barrier to entry is often the deposit level. Um, so anything to alleviate that in some way, shape or form, I would, I would be in favour of. For the simple reason, and I, I don't know 
Lewis, 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 Lewis. I'm going to say Lewis. one word to you. Northern Rock. But we're not two doing words, for, actually, firstly, sorry. Two words, yeah. just, uh, but we're not going for 100% loan to value, and I wouldn't support We're that. not going for 100% loan to value. You go for 99% loan to value, mate. No, I, I, would, I would prefer, for example, 2.5%. I think 2.5% would work. Um, I think two and a half percent could work. Oh, come on, Lewis. With with <clears throat> the economies at the moment, even though there is the expectation for property prices to still continue rising in the short term, plus or minus a couple of percent could easily we could swing easily either way. If you remember, twenty twenty three, some uh, economists for some large mortgage lenders were actually uh, predicting a thirty percent downward swing in house prices. So one percent is neither here nor there, is it? But if but if if um, property prices fell by, um, for example, in that worst case scenario that you mentioned there, I know the the company you're talking about. So their worst case scenario was was potentially a thirty five a thirty percent reduction uh, in worst case scenario. However, if that happened, whether it's two and a half percent deposit, one percent deposit, or ten percent deposit, you're still going to be knackered. So, Lewis, we had. If it happens, Lewis, we've got a LinkedIn user uh, who's just says that they've just joined us part of the way through, but they feel like it's a bribe to younger voters, mm -hmm. as we've been mentioning, without also highlighting the income multiple issue. Many people may be able to afford a 1% deposit, but will they be able to borrow the other 99%? And could this very good point, and could they actually afford the 99%, especially if in the long term interest rates do go the other way and we have the challenges like we did in uh 2023 sorry lewis the financial times uh yesterday also reports that we should have data out from the obr in the forthcoming week and it's going to see what the headroom is for jeremy hunt for the forthcoming uh budget in march and seeing what he can actually give away uh, and how big the war chest can be that he can throw at the electorate. Just like I think that this is something that is designed purely to uh, favour votes, I think going forward there's going to be a lot of tax cuts ahead. Do you think on that vein then that if we do have tax cuts and there is an increased amount of affordability, it what else could they do apart from 99% mortgages? What do you think? In terms of tax cuts, you mean, or with regards I just, to... I just think full stop. And anybody who's, uh, for the one or two people who are also watching us live, if you've got any suggestions, I'm not a fan of 99% mortgages. Lewis is. Uh, Jamie is unfortunately at home in bed, so we don't know what he's actually, uh, his thoughts are on the topic. But do you think that there is an alternative or do you think that this problem will continue for years and years to come? I've got, well, this problem, without building more houses, of course it will continue. But but, but for, here's, here's the thing. I'm more a fan of smaller deposits, not necessarily 1%, like I say, 2.5% I think would work. But I'm more, of a fan, I'm more a fan of smaller deposits to help people onto the, onto the, onto the ladder than I am, for example, <clears throat> six times income and 40-year fixed rates. So we've already got a product out there that I think is is potentially could be damaging if it, if it gets big uptake. Um, so I would prefer more people to be able to buy the home with a normal mortgage, perhaps with a slightly lower deposit threshold. Uh, because of course, the longer 
that so, so we've got a structural issue here haven't we in terms of we know that uh, our population isn't growing hugely um, certainly if they manage to stop immigration I don't know why they want to do that but if they did that then of course the working age population is getting older now everyone that needs to be uh, drawing on a state pension of course needs people at the bottom paying the taxes in order to pay that state pension because there's no big pot of money just labeled pension anywhere in the UK for the state pension so if we don't have more younger people then of course the tax take will reduce now if if people aren't able to buy a home and put down roots and start a family they're not able to have children and then therefore we've got fewer people paying tax so we've got an issue here that, that really does need addressing because it's actually a bigger issue than I think people, some people realise. If we don't have the workforce to pay the tax, who's paying the pensions? So actually, people at the uh, at the older end of the scale should be supportive of, for example, uh, any schemes that lead to more um, housing development. So this is, this is why it's, it's ironic that often NIMBYs tend to be of an older generation, tend but to be. But Lewis, could 99% mortgages <clears throat> ultimately result in fueling house prices, making them more expensive, and thus being the results being the opposite of what the government potentially is looking to achieve? Just going on to this article as well from The Independent, uh, Adam puts in, he's said basically, Rishi Sunak's party is struggling to win support amongst young adults. Yeah, we can figure out why. Only 10% of voters under 50 intend to vote Conservative at the next election, with 60% backing Labour, according to the latest YouGov polls. Mm. Exactly. So, <clears throat> of course, it's just a bribe. There's no two ways about it. It's clearly just a bribe. But I go back to the whole thing of if, we, if people aren't able to buy a home, to put down roots, to have a family, to produce children that then become the workers to pay the tax, to pay the pensions, this is why the irony of NIMBYs that don't want property built in their areas and nearby, nearby to them and all the rest of it is so counterintuitive because actually they're the ones that, that want the pensions to be paid. And therefore, if we can't have this throughput of houses being built and people being able to buy a home, it all starts to break down. The social contract starts to break down. Anyone that's working a full-time job should be able to have a roof over their head and secure and security and be able to look after themselves if they're working a full-time job. Currently, but that's the not. great that's the great British dream. But is property ownership an an inalienable right that people should have? If you look at continental Europe, property ownership isn't viewed in the same way as we, you know, view our castles as our home. Is this even a problem that needs to be solved? Well. The, the, in continental Europe, of course, for example, in Germany, where they have rent caps, etc., then that's fine. I, we can go one of two ways here. I don't mind whether people own the home or whether they have secure tenure. I think it, it's irrelevant. If, if, they've got, if they've got security and stability, then that's fine. So we either need to build a ton more, so, a ton more social housing or introduce, or introduce rent caps, or we need to continue down the road they're on, build more houses and give young people a greater chance of buying their own home because buying your own home come, we, we know that it comes with a huge range of health benefits um, societal benefits um, in terms of people that own their own home tend to have fewer health issues they tend to be better educational outcomes they tend to be fewer uh, mental health problems so it has a, a 
uh, a positive net effect on society as a whole. So anything that encourages people to be able to buy their home, I think is a positive. This isn't this isn't the best way of doing it. But if this was combined with a huge house building program, it could be. It's the quickest way to do it. And it's even it's it. even not even doing it, it's suggesting that you will do it to gain favour. This is the part that I don't like it. Because this isn't a problem that's come up and just bitten us in the backside on the 21st of January. This is a problem that's been there for some time. Mm. I don't think help to buy was the solution at all. I'm not even sure that shared ownership is the uh, solution. We've got a few clients who've had shared ownership uh, mortgages and only I think one that I'm dealing with at the moment even is talking about staircasing and actually going up to uh, increase the amount that they own and complaining about the value that they're paying in the rent element of that mm. shared ownership contract. I don't also think that handing this problem over to the developers is the way forward. If we are going to build houses, we shouldn't just be running to the large developers. We should also be engaging smaller developers to also be encouraged to build houses using modern and efficient building methods and energy efficient practices. So we're ticking all of these boxes and to get these homes quick. Lewis, we know that there's schemes where you can get pre-made houses and get them put up very quickly, okay? And I'm sure with where we are in 2024, we can get these houses, get the red tape sorted out, get planning permission, get these developments up and over quickly. I want starter homes. I don't want leasehold properties. I want freehold starter homes, one or two beds reserved for first-time buyers, when you want to sell them, you have to sell them to somebody else who's in exactly the same position and then use that as the starting mode to get onto the property ladder. What are your closing points, Lewis? I would say there's a there's a there's a surefire way to get house builders house to, to get house builders building houses. It's not going to be popular. I'll probably get a lot of flack for this, but it would be You'll to introduce. Yeah, I always get a lot of flack anyway. You always get a lot of flack. It would be to introduce a land value tax. If you introduce a land value tax where all the land that is banked is now then sitting on their balance sheet as a as a as a um, liability as soon as you introduce that they will start building but then conversely I agree with your point but you have to make it easier for them to build property and not have this ridiculous <clears throat> system that we have in this country of red tape and this that and the other and there was a newt on the land 1500 years ago or something like that we yeah, yeah. need to fast track this and we need to get it done now it can be done quickly we can start seeing the benefits within a four-year uh, government's time horizon and we need commitment that this is not just uh, a pledge that they're doing to win votes, but house building, bipartisan agreement that the UK needs a housing strategy for the next 20 years, I think needs to be put on the agenda. I'm going to give you the last word, Lewis. So I agree, and I would be in favour of a wholesale uh, building programme that was done over you know, with a 15, 20 year time horizon. However, again, something that might seem unpopular to some people is that if we're going to do that we're going to need a lot more workers and the fastest way to do that is to allow them to move to this country and work that's not going to be popular either but i mean i personally don't have an issue with that but 
you know. But, but let's open that can of worms <laughs> for another day. All right, Lewis, it's great to, uh, Trollerman Lewis, sorry, I should say. Uh, it's great to have you on. It's Sunday, the 21st of January, 2024. Lewis and I have jumped on because the independent reporting that Rishi Sunak is considering 99% mortgages to help first-time buyers. And we just thought it was worthwhile to come on and share our thoughts while this story is afresh. We hope the third member of our trio uh, gets well. So Jamie, shout out to you. We know that you are uh, in bed at the moment. So we wish you a speedy recovery and we will shortly be posting episode two, which we only recorded on Friday of the Broker Collective uh, podcast onto YouTube and other platforms, but it is already available on Spotify and on Apple and wherever you get your streaming services. The Broker Collective is for brokers, by brokers. We are here to talk about the things that matter. But for now, take care. So there you guys. <laughs>